Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the crypto hipster, where I bring you the crypto corner, where I interview founders, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, artists in crypto and blockchain globally. And today, I'm really looking forward to this interview. Um, It is a treat for me, I think. I'm looking forward to it. I have an amazing artist um, and founder, um, the founder of Lobstars. His name is Philip Colbert. Philip, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be Very here. Very welcome. Very welcome. Very welcome. That's great. So let's let me ask you the first question. Um, what is your background, and is it a logical background for what you're doing now? So I um, was born in Scotland. My parents were actually Irish, funny enough. I was born in Scotland, and um, I grew up there, and then I ended up. Uh, I was always and also had many encounters with lobsters, and then. Um, I, I studied philosophy at St Andrews uh, University in Scotland. Then, on graduating, my sort of journey into becoming an artist sort of began. And um, fast forward, and I've I guess I've created a world um, with my artwork. And I now have a persona, which is a cartoon lobster. Um, and I have a city in Decentraland called Lobsteropolis City, which I think is at the moment the, the biggest independent art project on Decentraland. It's certainly the largest in scale. Um, and I'm about to launch my first series art project, which is 7,777 lobster personas um, called the Lobstars. Awesome. And you're calling me from the train and you're in the UK, London right now? Yes. So I'm actually on a train leaving london to go to sussex okay and that's where the lobsters are exactly lobsters are currently leaving london they're (laughs) evacuating london for the countryside um awesome yeah and i'm actually working now quite a lot with lobsters because i i felt that i'm becoming a world like a sort of um you know a human species representative of lobsters because i've you know associated so much now with lobsters that i felt it was it was about time that I started um, looking into my my uh, friend's species. So I'm doing lots of scientific research into lobsters. And I'm also with my new project, Lobstars, I'm actually with every NFT I create, I'm actually rearing a lobster in the wild and releasing one into the wild. It's quite fun. So free free your lobster. And then also I'm, um, I've created a foundation called the Lobsteropolis Foundation, which is going to be hopefully the world's leading um, body of lobster intelligence furthering the perception of lobster intelligence. Let's talk about that. I'm going to oh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to first back up a little, uh, one second to, to you said lobsteropolis. Um, <laughs> yes, so tongue twisters. What yeah. is Lop- lobsteropolis city? You know, what goes on there and why should we, we, we all be part of it? Well, for me, the metaverse, you have to excuse the uh, train announcements unless I can work them into my dialogue somehow. Um, Basically, the Lobsteropolis for me was my 
um, I guess my opportunity to bring my world, my lobster world, which for me is is the um, the realization of it, like creating an artistic universe. Like for many, for for a long time, artists have, have pushed the boundaries between fantasy and reality and created like sort of large scale sculpture parks or tried to materialize ideas in a physical. And in a way, the metaverse was the opportunity to realize ideas in the sort of metaphysical in a way that you could create experience and artistic experience in a very in-depth, complex way, in a way that goes way beyond what a, a presentation of a painting might offer. So for me, the metaverse was basically this opportunity to really take the, the viewer of my work, um, you know, on, on, this, um, on this much more deeper journey, you know, into, in, into my thinking and into my artistic language. So that, for me, that was the, the what the, the Lobsteropolis, um, you know, the aim of Lobsteropolis, and also just to try and push this phenomenon of art, basically. Awesome. So you said to please excuse you being on the train, but I, I can't do that. Um, you're the second artist that I had um, got inspired by the train in the UK. The first one was last year I interviewed Sarah. Um, graffiti Kings. Amazing. A lot of his, yeah, a lot of his inspiration right in the rails. So I want to see uh, how that inspires you. <laughs> exactly. And anyway, I take the train a lot. I'm constantly commuting between the studio and the, and where I live. So it's like a, it's my penance. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but it's actually quite good thinking time. Really, you just have to try and make the most of these things. Yeah. So. So you know, what inspired you to create this project? Um, yeah, the Love Star project. Well, I think, it, to be honest, I think it's in the, the digital art movement, which has obviously come from you know the NFT, you know, revolution using blockchain, you know, sort of um, recording for, you know, for, for digital works. That, that, that was, it's created a huge wave, a huge revolution, really, in, in, in this digital art medium. And and with it, obviously, at the same time, the growth of the metaverse and everything, and virtual reality is mixed in with that. And it's created this, particularly this phenomenon of community art, which is really the, the collection of digital communities gathering with, with sort of like-minded, you know, invested, let's say, um, followers who who almost create this sort of uh, clubs and communities with, with, the, with these, with art projects, which is way previously, you know, collectors would played a role as a collector and would buy a work at gallery or an auction. That was sort of the it. And they would proudly maybe have the work at home somehow, but there's something very interesting about the community art project in terms of the engagement of the community is far stronger and far more powerful in a way. And so it's a new phenomenon really in art that an artist has actually a digital community of people from all over the world gathered in one place discussing and supporting and and and, and discussing the art so and, and it's it's a really interesting phenomenon i think and i guess i've been developing the metaverse um, i've been developing my metaverse platform and the thing that became apparent was that the community was actually the the, the real essence of the, what was possible in this space and so the lobsters really was was my my opportunity to create like a large body of work, all unique works. So the lobsters are basically, you know, almost eight thousand, you know, original portraits of lobsters. But the lobsters also double up as being citizens of my metaverse. So it's like the community's opportunity to create their own persona in the um, in my world 
which is already like a, a it's a bit like a Picasso that comes with an identity to it and, and a passport into a into an art dimension. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, actually. I want to see if this is true first. So about six years ago, I think it was six or five. I read an article. Um, it came out of the UK. It said two in every three UK men have no close friends. Right. Um, but you being an art. Yeah. And I found it incredibly interesting. And, and, and you know, you being an artist and you and be, you building a community in the metaverse. Um, have you seen a shift in people being able to have relationships in the community because of the metaverse? Yeah, I think that's a, it's a really great question. I think, I think it's actually at the heart of what's happening at the moment. I think that digital art movements are creating these, these digital communities, which are effectively a degree, part of them also represents the sort of decline of real world communities. And I think the modern life people live very separate, detached, plastic productified lives in a way where traditional communities have been sort of worn away and that people are left in this sort of in this um you know um, i don't know this new sort of detached existence and i think that the online communities have given people like like-minded people can pl platforms where they really connect and share values and and almost like borderless values like beyond nations and countries and and they're sort of it's it's relationships that are like interest-based on a global scale and and i think there's something really interesting that happens there because people obviously are communicating with people from all over the world finding talking points finding shared values and and it's a really interesting phenomenon um and and i think that there's something amazingly powerful and positive in that I can have conversations, and I have had conversations all over the world from my basement. So, amazing. Um, it's amazing. So I want to ask you about this. Um, there's a UK animal welfare bill out there. Um, uh, what is it all about? What legal protections will the bill provide to protect wildlife? Um, why does it matter? Well... If you're referring to the bill that recently declared lobsters as sentient beings, is that the one? Because there was a recent um, bill that declared lobsters and um, crabs and things were, were were sentient beings and basically had had uh, could feel pain, so they they, they um, restricted lobsters being boiled alive, which is a tradition. Um, so they made that legal to eat a lobster by boiling it alive. And I think it was just a sort of trying to acknowledge the, um, the fact that lobsters are a more complex species than maybe people imagine and just trying to treat them slightly more humanely. I mean, I think the bigger, I mean, there's a great essay actually, Consider the Lobster by David Foster Wallace, which is an amazing sort of critical analysis really on the lobster consumption, food consumption industry in Maine. And it's, I guess it's just a, it opens a, a wider subject, which is, I guess, the way we treat animals and the way we treat factory farming and large scale um consumption of of animals and stuff so i think i think you know that i think the more considerate we become as a, a nation or people i think the more we will consider the the process of consumption and, and the, the, the way we we harvest it and our kill out of food, food to eat and try to make it more considerate yeah 
that was the entryway. Um, That's my first question. The second question is a little bit deeper is, how do you think your project, the metaverse and your project lobsters can make a real difference in environmental protection, you know, uh, marine conservation, you know, and improving the rights of animals on the planet? So, I mean, for me, the, the you know, my focus is the lobster, you know, uh, you know, we can only, I, I think sometimes the, the key with these things is to try and focus on something you think you can make an impact with. And I think for me, it's very logical that I should be, you know, um, you know, my, my mission in a way to like elevate the perception of lobsters, like, because that's my, that's my particular persona, you know, it's what I'm connected to. So if, for me, that's my focus, like to, 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 to take to shine a light on the lobster species and to help elevate public perception of lobster intelligence and i think to do that for me that that elevates people's perception of the of, of the species and it will make people more interested in the species I'm, I'm pretty sure that we will uncover crazy facts about lobsters like you know the, the remarkable you know communication skills and language skills of lobsters so basically the um yeah, so I, I, like uh, the the community goal from my, the Lobsters project is really to be able to have a press conference in a year where we basically, um, you know, release the findings of, of of our scientific research, which we're working with various scientific labs in the UK who are like lobster specialists, and and we're really going to release like the most comprehensive to date, um, you know, sort of study of lobster language. So you. And um, yeah. So you said lobster intelligence, right? And you just said yeah. that you spent two years working with directly with scientists exploring the intelligence and the history of lobsters. Well, so, so we're we're actually we've just started. So it's not we haven't spent two years on it. It's a, it's a relatively new project that's come out of the lobsters project. So part of that, you know, I've always been wanting to get involved in the, in the scientific aspects of lobsters, but the project in a way pushed me to do it. So as in recently and probably in the last few months, we um, we connected with, with the lobster and science labs. Got it. So what are some of the lessons that you learn working with your scientists? Well, just amazing, like the, the, the complex nature of lobsters, like the, the, the lovemaking, the complexity of the relationship, interrelationships between lobsters, the, the relationships the lobsters have to humans and the different relationships they have with different humans. And they respond very differently. The, um, you know, the behavior underwater, like lots of super interesting facts, but they travel for long distances underwater. They live for an extremely long time, hundreds of years. Um, you know, they're just a very unusual species. I like to think about it like human beings are obsessed with finding aliens and talking to aliens, where lobsters are sort of the closest thing we have to aliens and where we just talk to them. I mean, I've actually got this crazy project where I'm we're working with the lab to organize a experiment where I actually do the, the, the most complex interspecies dialogue with a lobster where I, we both get mic'd up with, um, with, with, with super complex sensors that, that monitor our emotive responses and have a sort of interspecies dialogue under scientific analysis. How does that work? <laughs> Still working it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just, I, I just thought it, you know, basically part of the project for me is, is, is also applying like the um, looking into science, but also applying a sort of creativity to the science because there's two sides of it. There's the species itself and there's also what the species can inspire in, in, in you know, in, in, in the humankind. So for me, that's the, the, the creative phenomenon of what 
having some fun also space making it interesting for people awesome that's that's really cool um so i want to talk about the central land a little bit yeah um you had the biggest community on the central land one of the biggest spaces you had to get you had to get in early which means you had to envision this early yeah um what did you like when you when you first saw like when you what did, what did you what was your vision how did you like know um that this would be that the metaverse would become a thing well i guess as the digital art movement started happening it just seemed like a logical step that the contextualization of the artwork would become the next step you know it's like you've got a jpeg and you've got the part of video and and it's this, but then the logical step within that is how you phrase that how you present that and and also that creative world around that and for me that was the logical position of the metaverse really was that was it was the world the, the you know the other time the digital dimension really that where you push the, the envelope further so it was like a logical thing that that the metaverse would be the next focal point really in, in the movement and i think it's still very early days for the metaverse obviously it's still like you know it's still is in position now in a way in a year afterwards where there's a lot of a lot of money going into it and there's a lot of development happening but it's still you know it's still early so i think you know in five years we'll see we'll really see the the you know the possibility i mean i think it's such a logical state that, that people will be working in metaverses rather than in traditional offices that'd be that'd be great that'd be fantastic i used to work in a cubicle no more not on my base <laughs> i know but that's what's really interesting because people people sort of freak out about this sort of the role technology plays in our lives which is indeed invasive and it's become you know it's, it's definitely a com complex issue but at the same time there's huge possibilities that we can't really escape this movement of, of technological advancement in a way and with the world populations as they are and everything it's hard to try and go back turn the clock back entirely so i think there's nothing we can do to really stop the, the, the development of technology i think the key is finding a balance and i, I see a really interesting opportunity where people can live very remote you know li or live in amazing parts of nature and they can still be very engaged with work while you know while actually living a very wholesome connected life to, to potentially to the to the planet so there's a way there's potential ways that finding a, a balance between these elements i i agree and, and that's my next question is this is I don't know if you've seen it, but I saw there was a commercial that came out from Iceland. Uh, come to the actual verse, right? <laughs> and it's got a picture of yeah. real lakes, real mountains, real spring. Like, but there's there's something to be learned at the intersection of the actual verse and the metaverse, right? What what is that? What do you think? Well, I think for me, the crossover between the two is the most interesting point because either of them on their own detached are less interesting because the most interesting thing is always when you're breaking hybrids and finding new ground really between things and you, you anyway you try and like surprise people constantly or take them to a new space so for me that something really interesting about you know about you know I, i've also find telepresence really interesting like creating personas like little miniature personas in the real world like create i mean i've always been wanting to build a telepresence sort of sculpture park like theme park artistic one on a mini scale because I, I did a show last year where I had um, robots basically as the viewers in an exhibition, so everyone had to log in as a robot. So I had the first, like, the world's first, like, art opening with robots only. And it created a really interesting phenomenon, I think, based 
experience being a sort of hybrid between pushing the metaverse into reality and pushing reality into the metaverse in a way. So you you really play with the boundaries and and put them you know mirrors up on either side and like you know push the, the phenomenon in different ways. I think I think somehow the combination is very interesting. Awesome. So uh, there's something coming up that's really important. Um, on March 18th, you will have a 7,777 new collection launch, um, you know, of Stars. So how will that work? And how can our Irish Tech News audience participate? So the there's a website, thelobstars.com, and basically people um, can sign up for that. And then we will be on the, the day of the drop, we will be, people will be able to mint the the lobsters and i think the um price is still to be fully confirmed the, the the very much the philosophy of the project is to keeping the price very much super accessible so hugely disruptive comparative to my normal work let's say um and for me that's what's so inspiring about the project is this disruptive system to really push maximum creativity and individuality in a work for the most accessible possible you know price point and i think that's a super interesting part of the whole movement of this project and how, you know, art in this space can be so democratic and genuinely accessible to people all over the world and much younger audience. So, um, yeah, so I think on 18th of March, the project will will launch. And then um, from then on, we hope to, to, to keep building the um, the spirit of the community just with, with additional projects that we've got planned. And you're, you have a roadmap over time. Yeah, we've got a roadmap, which I think is on our Discord page currently, but it will be more, it'll be on, the, the website will be going live by the end of the week. That will have so, the in-depth analysis of the roadmap. Awesome. awesome. Well, um, I want to thank you very much for your time today. This has been a very good, a very interesting conversation for me. Um, I'm excited about your project. I think it's going to be great. Um, you know, it's I'm always amazed to see what's being built on, in the metaverse. Um, so um, I have one final question. I'm going to ask this is um, how can people find out more information about you, about what you do, about the initiatives? Um, how can they do that? So, yeah, people can find out more information by uh, going on my website, which is philipcolbert.com or um, I'm on some of the social media things as well, like Instagram and and um, Twitter and things. Um, yeah, and hopefully um, I will have an exhibition in Ireland one day. As I said, my parents are both actually Irish, so I, I've always um, spent like many summer holidays and stuff, traveling in in Ireland and stuff. So, um, and and I, when I was growing up, I was obsessed with Irish artists like you know um, Jack Bradley Yates and um, you know Roderick O'Connor and things. So I had like um, a real passion for Irish art. So at one stage, it would definitely be amazing to, to bring the lobster back to Ireland for sure. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news on Facebook. 
facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.